Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. She walks by, the men folks stand in rows. So Kevin uh, found this recipe. We were... We were, it was on he, TikTok. He was on... I don't know how he found it. It was... We were and just scrolling like, through TikTok. It, was one, it literally was like, one, two, three, four, five, and this is what you get. And it's a recipe you make in your air fryer. And by the way, good company in the <laughs> car, kids, if you don't have an air get fryer... One. It's a life changer. It's a game changer. really phenomenal. It's, a it's not new technology. It's it just isn't. convection it's just, cooking. It, they've just made it really good. Because uh, uh, your Uncle Uncle Jack here does not like microwaved food. No, it's I, not. I think it makes food taste fun. I'll funny. tell you what happened because we, we were on TikTok, you know, the TikTok, which T- is what, on the TikTok. And we were flipping through it and we were up in Rockville and the guy took out an egg and he took out a bunch of cheese and grated it up and then he added uh, a can of tuna to it can, and some seasoning. Some seasoning. And then he just formed it into balls, put it in his air fryer, cooked them. Brought it out, made some dipping sauce, and I was like, I think I've got those things. <laughs> and Kevin got up off the sofa. And 20 minutes went into later. the kitchen, and then 20 minutes later, he brought me out a, a tuna ball. I did. They were really they good. Were good. And then you ran with it, though. You got I a different kind of t- cheese, and you I added lemon a, pepper. I made one. I made it again with salmon, uh-huh. and that one was with lemon pepper. And then I made them again with a can of crab and, meat. And, and a, tuna. And a can of shitty, t- was shitty and, tuna. But they, you brought and some up to me, and they were Really good too, yeah. I mean, those are like proper Chinese restaurant buffet they, they appetizer. They taste like uh, the fish cakes almost. They're really like you get good. At the, so re- literally, it's an egg, cheese, seasoning, and meat. Because I was thinking you could even make it with canned chicken. Like, you, you could. Know, the Absolutely. Of any 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 canned protein. You don't even need the protein. You could just do it with the egg well, and the cheese. But I I'm, mean, if I'm going to do it, do you have panko breadcrumbs? crumbs because if i'm gonna do it later i'm gonna add some panko. i don't but i but i'll show you what i was using i have these really fancy schmancy uh, uh rosemary crackers that yeah. you're supposed to eat with ch- charcuterie oh and did you I, uh, I them ground them up I, and i i used i oh. used the mortar pistol nice and i put that in there and that gave that that and then that gave it another layer of flavor yeah. god don't we sound stupidly fancy yeah we're making fish balls with rosemary crackers with our mortars and i got and my pestles. Le- and my leftover uh, uh fish and chips from uh yummy we're the, gonna our have new a, favorite restaurant a smorgasbord the bourbon and barrel or the Bergen cork and, and salt the, the, or the beer and crackers yeah, yeah who knows um, oh well so to continue on with our theme of another bad minister, felonious ministers or murdering ministers, Jeez, murdering, murdering ministers. ministers. Let's do a little alliteration. Murdering. Now, now I just want to state. I just want to state. Okay. I love. I said this on one of the other podcasts. It's delicious to me yeah. when you see like a an, a, 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 a pious congressman, a pious congressman, a sanctimonious, a, a sanctimonious. Is what? Yes, when they fall from grace, it is. It's nice. Delicious. Everybody loves it. It is delicious. People love it. So this is City Confidential. City Confidential with Paul Winfield, season eight. Season eight, episode seven. Episode seven. Sebring. Social insecurity. Sebring. Social insecurity. Now, Sebring is a city in South Central Florida. South of Orlando. And it is, it opens with your buddy Paul throwing a little shade. The the residents (laughs) of Sebring are used to people dying. The people of Sebring are pretty used to death. They don't call Florida heaven's waiting room for nothing. 
After all, Florida is God's waiting room. But it is! <laughs> it's The B-roll for this episode is nothing but people in walkers talking to the cops, people getting out of cars really slowly and so, hobbling into church. Hey, that sounds familiar. Well, that's me. <laughs> oh. What, was it, uh, on, on the, what is the signboard in front of the church called? Because it just said, get your get your Bible armor on? Or what? <laughs> uh, so Our anyway, church, my church back at home in Vienna was known for its uh, witty, yes. witty site, yeah, witty statements. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So it's January 7th, 1995, and Paul lets us know the forecast calls for it to be a balmy 75. Most people in Sebring pass away peacefully at home with family <laughs> members, what, yes. at a rest home, at the hospital. But Leo and Hazel Gleese weren't so fo- weren't so fortunate. The photo, that's when we see the first okay. photo. So now I'm going to... Describe I'll, Hazel yeah. and Leo. Leo and Hazel, in my mind, look like every old retired couple in Florida. Without shirt. With, he does, he's <laughs> skinny and his skin's a little saggy. And he a doesn't little. have a shirt. Oh, now be nice. <laughs> And he doesn't have a shirt on, and he likes to sit in his Lazy Boy, but he's got towels and blankets yeah, and stuff yeah, on top yeah. of the Lazy Boy, so he doesn't sweat on it's the upholstery. very relatable. <laughs> she is was a hairdresser, so her hair is kind of nicer than the average, mm-hmm. but she's got like the old lady frames, and yeah. she's got on a beautiful blue house dress, and to me, when, we, when I lived in Florida as a little kid, mm. that's what everybody looked like. It, it does. That's what I think of, and yeah. I, I didn't yeah. live in Florida in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, Reverend Canning has asked parishioner Pauline Cook to help him with some errands around Sebring. Is she Jamaican? No, but she did have an accent. She had a bit of an accent, so but she... I don't think she was. I think she was. She was. I don't. She was from the islands. She was from. It didn't one of the sound islands. Jamaican yeah, yeah. to me. Yeah. But um, he's asked her to uh, help him drive around Sebring to do some errands. At one point, they're passing a shopping center. Up. Why they pointed that detail out, I don't know. And he says, pull over. He said, you know, I went by to check on Ma and Pa, and she lets us know. Well, here we go. He proceeded to say, you know, I yesterday I went over to uh, Mom and Dad's, which is what he termed the Gleases, and he said, uh, I knocked on the door, and I didn't get an answer. He said, I called out to Mom, and I didn't get a response from Mom, so he went over to Mom's room. I said, oh, well, they must be okay now. I said, did the ambulance come and get them, and are they doing okay? And uh, he hesitated for a while, and then he said to me, Pauline, don't you understand what I'm trying to say to you? I'm trying to tell you they are dead. So the Gleases are uh, unresponsive. Their house looks awful. Um we now yeah, the the exterior shot of it, and you're like, oh, they had uh, central air installed. You could <laughs> because, tell just by looking at it because you could tell that the house was a cinder block house, probably built in the late '60s or early '70s, and not a lot of houses had central air and heat back then. They, you know, you mm-hmm. were it was just a, window were, units. You had or, window or units, fans. or you lots of fans, and they had this ginormous. Uh, air conditioning unit on the side of the house yeah. with the big metal ductwork going up into the you can see it for miles yeah and i'm like i bet you that house is nice and cold though nice so, and cold tiny yeah. we meet reverend john oh, canning pastor john canning me. he just creeped me out uh like most of the people in south florida this dude is from the northeast we eventually learn through our research that he's from maine 
Um, Pepperidge Farms, remember? Oh, I wish it was that charming. I found it I know, yeah it, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't charming. He has a speech impediment as well. It doesn't help things. Here he is. I went in with anybody sitting there. So I just hollered. I said, Mom, Dad, it's me. I'm putting your stuff on the table, and uh, I'll be at the church. No answer. Reached down, and I lifted her up, and, and I said, Mom, Mom, you all right? Still no answer. So then I started getting scared, and I hollered, Dad, Mom's fallen and got hurt. Of course, what no answer. So I couldn't feel any pulse. So none of that made any sense. Ma, Pa, I got your things. I'm going to put it on the table. And I went into the bedroom, and she wasn't moving, so I yelled up, you know, Pa, Dad, or whatever he called him. And I didn't hear anything from him. It just doesn't make any sense. Pauline can't believe what she's hearing, right? She says, well, they're okay now, right? The the, the right. ambulance come? She, she assumed by the way he was describing it that he found them in distress right. and took care of them in a and, positive and he didn't. manner. And, and so she's like, you didn't call an ambulance? So she takes them straight to the cops, and we see the Sebring Police Department's little office, which is cute. Anyway. There was a man in the lobby, front lobby, wanting to report the deaths of two people which right off the bat is unusual. I asked him to tell us what happened. His demeanor was almost like an act. He was upset one minute. Uh, he wasn't the next. Uh, appeared that he was crying, but there were no tears and that sort of thing. So that was Officer Steve Carr. This is classic behavior from people who have committed, psychopaths who have committed a crime. They try to do that act of like, I'm but so I was sad. Helping. what happened, yeah, what happened? I was, you I want was a Coke? Saying... Yeah, do you have any ice? No, no ice, I don't. You know what I mean? The, the fake crying, and then they're sober again, and then they're distraught. And, you know, um, Samantha Wolford did that, yes. you know, and, and we've time and time again. The standard, because there's nothing new. There's nothing this there. Is, it's not new. They're is not there feeling all, anything. People doing the same things over and over. They think they're, I can out, I'm an actor. I can I, I can. I can I can, I, can, I, can get, I can get fooled in. Blah, that blah, was blah, Samantha, blah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the cops ask him if he wants to go to the house with them, and he declines. So they get there. Leo is just inside the front door. There's a pool of blood around his head. Uh, There's clearly been a struggle. Stuff's tipped over. Groceries are everywhere. Uh, Hazel is in the kitchen. She, too, has been assaulted, strangled, beaten and strangled. But then the officer says... This does not look like a... Cr- the house was not in disarray in the sense that it, it had well, been... This is, this is when your boy Paul, the, 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 the narrator, yeah. he said, God may not have been looking out for Leo and Hazel, but he was looking out for their home. <laughs> Apparently nothing was taken. You know, and that voice is... Right, I love his voice. The, the shade on this is, is so he, funny. Yes, this is an actually... This was, and it was dry, so that made it even funnier. The... Uh, they showed pictures of her jewelry, which was all seemed to be laying out on the dresser. Did it look top. like a jewelry to you? Um, I looked like costume. Well, but it was. I was like, define, define, uh, 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 officer, define good or well, valuable. But you know, it, it, there, 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 you know, there's varying levels of that stuff. True. It was perfectly nice style. I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, that was pretty. You know, yeah. And their place was small, and it was not it was a, modest. It was a very modest home. Yep. But it was in South Florida, and they were out of those winters. He's from Wisconsin or something like that. So is she. So this is John King, the prosecutor. We noticed that uh, he had a series of scratches uh, on his uh, left arm where he normally wore a watch. There was a tan line, but there was no watch. And just above that tan line on the forearm, there was a scratch. Uh, There was also a, uh, a scratch on the inside of his left palm that we thought was peculiar. It kind of looked like a fingernail mark to us. So yeah, John's got a lot of bruises and cuts on his arms that he can't explain. 
Or can he? They're doing construction on the New Faith Church that John has started after leaving Maine and then Connecticut? Coming to Florida, he's got a. Wait, wait, yeah, I get to my reason. But he said that that's because they're they're doing construction, and uh, it doesn't look like to him. It looks like scratches, like fingernail scratches. So this is Kevin Buffard. He's a local journalist, and he has you know in America's Test Kitchen, the guy who tests the equipment that you don't like. (laughs) Yes, he reminds me of him. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. He does. I did not get. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's something about his. Yeah, something about him just rubs me the wrong way. Here he is. He explained that by saying, well, we're building this new church, and I was doing some, putting in some roof tiles, and I got scratched on my hands while, while doing that. Did you check out the bangs on that guy? He just had them cut straight across. I loved it. That guy, I, I could hang out with that guy. I know I could. <laughs> so now the cops are wondering why John waited 24 hours before telling anyone what he had found over at the house. And here's John. I don't know if it's because of watching Murder, She Wrote too much or whatever. But anyway, I got paranoid. And the first thought that came through my mind is, oh, my God. There ain't a person here that can testify that I did not do this. So, yeah, in, with that charming accent of his, I watched too much Murder, She Wrote. Or, nobody could, 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 I don't have an alibi for me, you know? Well, uh, uh, common sense would dictate you walk into the home of people who you apparently are supposed to love and you find them bludgeoned, the first thing you do is call the police. The police or an ambulance or something. You don't wait 24 hours, ask a parishioner to help you with some errands, and halfway through the errands, go in this roundabout way. I went by and dropped off the groceries, asked Ma and Pa. They didn't, and she's like, well, they're better now. And he's like, I'm trying to tell you they're dead. It makes no sense. It's just insane. Well, he's obviously nuts, right. but we... we I have a little research. Okay, wait till the end. So a parishioner contacts the cops and is like, "I, you ought to look at the stuff at the construction site where we're building the church. Some of it looks kind of fishy. (laughs) So they find Leo's favorite chair with blood on it, portions of it. There's a shirt that John owns saturated in blood. We actually see him wearing that shirt in a later photo. Wait, wait, wait. Go back. What was that last thing you just said? The the chair? Leo's chair? The t-shirt, the shirt that John's wearing that's saturated in blood. The, the shirt that John Canning owned that was saturated in blood. Okay. Right. okay. There's mail from Hazel and Leo's house. There's John's fingerprints are on it. And then, yeah. So we get this gibberish from John. I don't understand okay. it. He's explaining the shirt, and it just doesn't. It's like word. I love this expression. It's word salad. Word and, salad. And he's like, I got, I got the, I had the shirt. I put it on the thing, and then went over there. I have no idea. Here he is. I just grabbed the shirt here, so I. Put it on to, to go go back to the house with, and I took that shirt that I had, put it in the trash bag, and set it out by the dumpster. Now, I have absolutely no idea how anything else got there. No idea. So they have his fingerprints <laughs> on stuff, and they they now need a motive and we learn that since john became the minister of fountain of life he has become very wealthy they're looking at his books leo and hazel had given john power of attorney they owned another home in sebring which they sold for thirty thousand dollars i want you to pause you right there when they showed the picture of the other house it was nice the one they were living in maybe that's why or because the only i think it was a rental all the things were going through my mind at the same time though 
That other house was smaller and easier to take care of for those two. Yeah, good yeah. point. Because the other house looked bigger. Yeah. So they sold it for 30000 and about 10000 of it ended up in John's bank account. And Bing! I think this was a pattern. You're going to tell me about it later here. Possibly. Either. On March 3rd, 1995, he was arrested for their murder. We now hear So, wait, from- wait. I'm just going to pause you really quick. Yeah. So all this went down in January. Right. Okay, so January by, of 1995. January uh, the, 7th. By Leo March 3rd, it, he's arrested. Yeah, and it, it, it took it took until March. Yes. You know what happened in the meantime? No. Their funerals. Oh, and didn't he preside over it? Yes. Oh, my God. So we now hear not only from Pauline, the original parishioner who was driving him around to do the errands, yes. but that other woman who's like, and they've all wearing their cross, their crucifixes. There's no, well, she and she's missing teeth, which makes well, it better. No. Oh, shut up, Kevin. I felt that he was a genuine person. I felt that... He heard from God that he taught the word. No, he is not guilty. He was too caring a person to ever hurt anybody. He agrees. Whoa, to- wait, wait, wait. I, now, if you are, this is that is this is one of those things that I will not make fun of. Right. If you are a true believer, yes. Whether you, no matter what your religion is, because you know different religions. Well, you know, right, blah, blah, blah. right, right, right. But I have I have great respect for a nun. I do too. Because you have really taken a lot going. I don't have so much for proof, but right. I know there's good priests. They've committed. But you know what I mean? committed to but, them. But, you know, so these it, these just happen to be women, but these women believe They believed in, in John. God, and they believed in John, and right. they cannot fathom, because they are such good people, they cannot fathom that this guy did this right so i am not going to make fun of them for that because they are holding on to a belief system that they feel is good for them helpful for them they're they're is good for them is helpful for them i'm really glad you made that point you know what i mean my snarky little she was missing that doesn't sound good and what you're saying is exactly right circumstances yeah this is not someone i would think is right these people believe in him and And, they're like and and they believe well but their their belief in god and religion is bigger right than their belief in john and their whole thing was there's no way john did this because god wouldn't allow blah 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 and so that's that is an unfortunate thing Obviously, because he did it. Yeah. But these poor women truly, and I'm assuming some of his parishioners are like, he is. He he's a, is their he's word. A true man he's of the, God, and there's exactly, no way he could do this. Exactly. So he agrees to a plea deal once they take the death penalty off the table, because he doesn't want his family to go through the trial. He doesn't want his wife to deal with the stress. And well, here's some more nonsense. Take it away, John. The reason I pleaded guilty was there were several. Uh, things that uh, led me to believe that I was not going to get a fair trial. My wife had heart problems, and the stress factor that she was under, along with the rest of the family and myself, but my main concern was her. He said, I know I didn't do it. They know I didn't do it. He says, but God has a reason for everything he does. If God has a reason for me being in jail, then that's where I'll go. So he's serving a life sentence 
and we hear from one of the neighbors of Hazel and Leo, who we see her, she's she's in her kitchen, and she's got that little, like, Precious Moments yeah, t-shirt on. Yeah, it's those bunnies. And, she's, bunnies, and yeah. she's got a, her her cross on, and then she's in her dining room, yes. and we see the Last Supper wall this hanging. This is a tapestry It of looks like sort, a beach yes. towel. Beach but she's, she's not forgiven John. Well, good, and, and good. As Christians, I know we're supposed to forgive and let God take care of him on Judgment Day. Because we all have to answer on Judgment Day. But I still got a lot of praying to do on that. He took away our mom and pop of our church in, in a brutal, brutal way. So it, it hurts. See, now that's really tough because, you know, when we when we watch these things and we, we talk about these things, these people commit crimes and then they they go on with their lives. So inevitably they're going to make new friends and they're going to make new people, you know, people that are going to be in their life. And it is very difficult for me to think how, like, like you befriend somebody. We, I've talked about this before. Good company in the car. You befriend somebody and then you find out something about them and you're just like, Ooh, I can't be friends with you. Yeah. And I can't imagine under the, well, the betrayal. Yeah. I can't yeah, imagine under the, the circumstances. And we hear from John one last time. God could have at any time intervened, cleared my name, and stopped it. For reasons only known to him, he didn't. Oh, John, the lies we tell uh, ourselves. Uh, God would have intervened. He, I don't know why he intervened. I'm in, I'm in jail for a reason. Yeah, and he, and he well... I, that accent, though. Oh, I have Maine accents. I, yes. I've known people from Maine who have charming... Yeah, Pepperidge Farm remembers. Pepperidge Farm But remembers. his is terrible. So, lay some facts on well, it. Well, I mean, it's, me, it's actually, it's not quite that exciting. Uh, but um, uh, the one thing about the church is that Leo and... Hazel. Hazel. Hazel were kind of the founding members of this church. Mm-hmm. So that is why everybody in the church kind of thought Called of them as grand, parental gar- figures. Gar- pop of that exactly, because the church had originally started in like, because there's a lot of churches in Florida. They were in a warehouse. They was in a warehouse. And so they're finally getting to the point where they have their own facility and all this kind of stuff. And then this Manning guy comes he in. He came and down and organized it, it. They had about 50 parishioners, I think, something like something that. Something like that. Hey, what's the difference between rubbing alcohol and witch hazel? Well, rubbing alcohol is only alcohol, and I believe witch hazel is a mixture of stuff. What's the other stuff in it? Like hydrogen peroxide. I honestly don't know, but it's a different okay. combination. And witch thing. hazel was a character in Bugs Bunny? Yes. Okay. That's all. Oh, sorry. Bloop. Okay. <laughs> As per founding members of the Granby Pentecostal Tabernacle in Connecticut, Reverend Candy was slapped with accusations of theft and sexual misconduct in 1968. Reports state that John had to leave his next... I'm going to repeat that. John had to leave his next two pastorates for apparent financial wrongdoing and a clash with the trustees. Wow. Not just that, in 1982, he ran into trouble in Sebring when several parishioners claimed that money for the church ended up in his secret bank account. He's a serial uh, embezzler. Yeah. (sighs) I wonder what the sexual thing was. Well, because probably when he was younger, you know, and, and, you know, and all that. Yeah. Um, There was something about a watch. Oh, the watch, it was Hazel's watch. It was a watch they found at his house that matched the scratches on his arm or something? Yes, so this, yes, that, that was something, yeah, that yeah. was that. And the DNA uh, DNA traces along that match Leo and Hazel along with... Oh, okay. 
So it's a pretty airtight case. Right. The the stuff that uh, Kevin was talking about that was in the dumpster, it was parts of the foam from Leo's chair that had John's blood, Uh Leo's blood, his shirt. Oh, the shirt. That's what we wanted to talk about. So... The striped shirt, the blue the striped, striped shirt? shirt that belonged to to Canning. Yeah, he what they did when they found the shirt is when they were letting him go or letting him go on bail or whatever. Right. They put that shirt out there instead of his shirt uh-huh. that he had worn in. Oh, to take it and put and it- he took the striped shirt with the blood on it. With, well, they had it in such Clean. a way that okay, you know, so. That he identified the shirt as, as his. his. Own. Wow, that's clever. And shit. And then, of course, as you pointed out in one of the pictures, he's wearing the shirt yeah, in yeah. one of the church pictures. That was that weird sound. That's why it didn't make any sense. Is he's like, I came out, I, t- I saw the shirt, I put it on, I left my other shirt. He's talking about that exact you were thing. About, but that's, that's what why they it didn't did. make sense from the uh, right. city confidential. So they they did a, a bait and switch on him, kinda. Yeah. Because wouldn't you have known? Well, that's not my shirt, but yeah. he saw it. Oh, that's my shirt, and he put yeah. it on. Oh, that. Uh, now, Sorry, that because it didn't that 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 his soundbite earlier didn't make it, any sense. Well, it doesn't. No, 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 it doesn't. And if, until you, until you go, it's oh, out of that's what they yeah. did. Excellent. The the damages, the damage, the wounds inflicted upon Leo were from a walking cane, okay. and the walking cane was also amongst the stuff Things that was thrown away. Yeah. Like, yep. It was said that he was supposed to be taking care of them, yeah. but apparently he wasn't. And he was supposed to check in on them every day. He was supposed to check and, in on them. And they never, his daughter, their daughter was like it in was, front, I, touch I, with him. And right. they, like he didn't even call to tell them they were dead, right? much less check on them every day. And uh, he was, she had complained to a neighbor. Mm-hmm. There's money missing. We got to talk to. That's talk, what I. Is that what got him going? Part they, of it. They, part they, of he, it. So I guess they confronted him about it, him and he flipped out flip. and killed them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so they were aware the money was missing, uh-huh. and of course, they had trusted him. They, right. you know, well, we don't understand. So his house of cards yeah, exactly, was about to come down. Exactly, exactly. Feet of clay. So yes, <laughs> and uh, he was put on trial and in, in for the. He was granted two life sentences to be served without parole after pleading guilty to the charges against him. He is presently incarcerated for life in the Union Correctional Institution of Rayford, Florida. And right. I found the... I could not find... a. Um, we saw the mugshot. He doesn't look well, good. but that was the, even that mugshot was a little older. Yeah. So you know, he you could tell it's him, uh-huh. but uh, there was no current update, and that was of 2022. So as and of 2022, he's, he's still, still alive. alive and he's still in jail. He's 89. He would be 89. Yes. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, what you know, you, what ministers who murder. It's just That's a theme. It it goes. I think it's like what we were talking about with the other thing, with one of the other ones. It's a power thing. So these ministers have this power over these people, and I have been blessed in my life to have some really fantastic uh, religious ministers and or people in my life. Right. I have two people in my life. I don't talk to them very often, but I unfortunately give them the burden of being my religious counsel. Right. <laughs> I don't think either one of them want that, no, but they're Lord. very sweet people and they're <laughs> Can very you nice. imagine? I know this. It, it's really, I'm not going to name any oh, names, that but Evans I guy. call the one. And then they see it on their call. Oh, already, no. Because I can't do this right now. I called one and I was, I was talking and I was really complaining about stuff stuff and i and i was describing an incident in which a um it was four or five o'clock in the morning and i'm driving down a street uh on my way to work and 
a lady of the evening crossed the street and she was wearing all black in the dark and oh, i and near, almost hit her and i nearly hit her yeah and i'm like that fucking bitch walked out right and i said this to a person of the lord yeah and they laughed because that is not a ter- i don't say things like that to people <laughs> so for me to be in my car you stupid bitch what are you gonna <laughs> because i was yelling at her because if i'd hit her it'd have been my fault right right so you know were you so, here when mary and barry marched the hose oh, yes. from 14th street he oh, marched yes, them across the bridge yes, into virginia yes, yes, that was yes, a, yes. that guy was a legend was, yeah <laughs> but it's that kind of stuff it's that level of power that they have and whether they take it to what what they do with it is where is the is the is the sign of their character right there right. are people who are in these positions who are wonderful people and don't do anything that's wrong. Right. And then there are people who are in it who take advantage, take of, advantage it and, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they met later in life. They did not meet. They were... So they were they were 90, right? They were both they 90? They were old. Yeah, they were And they old. met when they retired down there in the 70s. Something like that. And Leo was I a machinist. They, and I think they got married in the 80s. They did. And they were, so they they were, were older. Yeah, they were older at that point. And so this they, was the second... This was this, the last voyage of their lives. This is their whatever. second chapter. Yes. Ex- oh, that's good. Yes. Right. And, See, and, that's what's good that you know those big and, words. That chapter. So, <laughs> so, so, okay. So they were sailing into this part of their life financially comfortable. The yes. Had found each other at an, an older age, so yeah. it's really it's especially horrible that this happened to them because yeah. they thought and she had poor. She was almost blind. She was almost blind, and, and he had Parkinson's. He had Parkinson's. Yeah. So they, you know, so they were very vulnerable. They were, and John they took were. full advantage of it. Right, right, all righty. Right. So Shame that's on horrible. Anyway, that was the story of uh, John Canning oh. and um, Leo and Hazel. Uh, Jeez, what was their last name? <laughs> Leo, Leo and Hazel Gleese. It's a very weird last yes. name. I don't know They're, what it is. But thanks for listening oh, to us. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And au revoir, Obviously, that someday the ass will be. The girl can't have it. She's in love.